And, it's uh, like watching. It's like watching your parents trying to do the same task. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Like they're both just critiquing the crap out of each other <laughs> and wanting to do things their way, and yeah. being so stubborn and refusing to concede to either. It's it's great. It's just great. How's it going, everybody? Tony here from Kapowcast, bringing you another recap of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Today we are talking about episode two, entitled The Star-Spangled Man. Is that what that was? I forget I forget what the episode... No- Correct. The, the Star-Spangled Man. Um, joining me again is my sister, Christy. Uh, soon enough, won't be so far away. Yeah, like it or not, I'm coming back to Michigan. You better deal with it. <laughs> she's coming back, and she's gonna, she's gonna make her own um, Red Wing uh, jersey with Red Wing from the show. Truth, we're gonna make it happen. I'm gonna hand embroider it. And, oh, whoa! All right, that's all you. But as I promised last week, you can head over to our Teespring and grab your Team Sam and Team Bucky shirts while supplies last links in the description below and of course because this is youtube facebook whatever you're watching this on make sure to hit that subscribe button and the bell for notifications so you're notified every time that we drop a new video and now on to the top five moments of episode two number one we got to meet the new cap right here at the beginning um which Personally, when when it's going through this scene, we 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 meet up with John Walker, and he's in the locker room of his uh, alma mater, his high school. Is that considered an alma mater? Like, is that the right term? I believe so. Yeah. Anyways, he's he's in there reminiscing, and he's about to go out for a little parade session on the football field and stuff. And uh, when he's talking to, I don't know if it's his girlfriend or his wife. And then again with his like best friend slash partner. Personally, I was like, this guy seems like he, like he wants to do some good. He seems like a pretty stand up cat. Um, we find out different later on in the episode kind of, it's just, I don't know. It's weird, but like he had me fooled at the beginning. I was like, this guy, like, he seems like he wants to. He wants to live up to the name. He wants to do good by by the Captain America standpoint. Did he get you or it, was it just me? Uh, for a split second, I thought maybe I would like him. That did not last very long. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> it definitely did not last long. Uh, that's That's 100% true. Like, I don't even think it lasted half of the episode for me. Obviously, we've all met those people that, like, when you first meet them, they have a nice storefront. You're like, hey, I think I can get along with this guy. Like, he seems like a pretty all right cat. And then they start to show you the inventory, you know, the back the back of the store kind of thing. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not what I thought you were about at all. Your 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 beginning story sounded way different to me. And now when you pull back the curtain, I'm not liking what I'm seeing. And that's exactly how uh, uh, U.S. agent John Walker uh, kind of strike me. 
by the way, side note, John Walker played by uh, Channing Tatum's BFF from 22 Jump Street. If you if you remember him, that's where he's from. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's, I, he he's, knows. He looks familiar. I did not care enough. I was still mad enough about. <laughs> You know, off-brand cap that I did not research him at all. (laughs) He posted, uh, I think, on his Twitter that he's he's very excited for um, the world to hate him, and uh, just don't be too harsh, please. (laughs) And I was like, he's a good sport. I'm glad he's being a good sport because, like, you you stepped into a role that like 99% of people are gonna go no. No, you're not Steve Rogers. You're not my Captain America, and like you're gonna you're gonna follow it through with grace and bravo for you, sir. Like I I applaud you for doing that because not just anybody can take that kind of ridicule. That's exactly right. But yeah, I you know I gave him about ten seconds, and that's about <laughs> all he got for me. Still not a fan. Still not a fan of off-brand cap. I mean, because he he goes into the same spiel about, like, not wanting to do, like, the press stuff. He just wants to go out and he wants to do the job and everything. And it's very similar to, like, what Steve was saying in the first Captain America. So it's just like, well, he seems to have, like, the same grasp, the same feel that, like, you know, Steve had, the same underlying tone. Um, But then we find out later that he's more of a, a yes man. And he's he's a rule follower, and you know, you give him an order, he's gonna follow it through, kind of thing. Where Steve didn't have that; he just had the epitome of like being a good human being and using his power to uh, do that and help others that maybe weren't able to uh, make that kind of thing happen for them. Um, which that yeah, that was that was a big thing. Like as soon as that that kind of turned its ugly head with that character. I was just like, Oh, Oh God. I, I hate you. I hate, I despise yeah. you. Yeah. And we find out that they came about this captain America, the opposite way of the original captain America. And they took the strongest, most capable person and threw them in mm-hmm. this role. So he already knew power. He knew being at the top. He doesn't know anything else. Yep. Steve Rogers was quite the opposite. So that's where they went wrong. And I stand by not liking <laughs> waters. Okay. Moving on to our number two moment, uh, Bucky and Falcon's reunion. This was something that I was waiting for all through episode one and, and into episode two. And thank God they really didn't make me wait any longer because we get to see the dynamic that I was hoping for from those two. And it's totally the buddy cop movie aspect and i was just like yes yes i'm so happy that this has that attitude of the bickering of like the the two characters that are forced to work together almost like they're they're bickering siblings um and it was gosh darn it their chemistry on screen is just perfection like their trade-offs and and their back and forth it feels so natural that it's disgusting. <laughs> like, I'm just like, you guys haven't worked yeah. together. It's beautiful. And my initial reaction was just, ah, baby, the boys are back. <laughs> They're back, man. I'm so excited. I was totally like, I feel like I'm <laughs> it's watching. It's so good. A, I feel like I'm watching a new age lethal weapon. 
and it's just it's just it's there we go mel gibson and um danny glover just going back and forth like yeah, i'm, I'm ever reboot that i'm hoping somewhere in this series i'm gonna vote for sebastian <laughs> i'm hoping somewhere in the series that falcon drops a i'm getting too old for this shit line like just as a homage. If we get it, then. <laughs> just as an old, actually, you know what? Backtrack. I think Bucky should actually say it because it would make more sense for Bucky to say it, and I think it, it would probably punch yeah. home more. Um. What did you think? Exactly. Of this? Yeah. I mean, Sam. It was beautiful. I, just like you, was just waiting. I was like, all right, it's. Falcon and Winter Soldier and so far they have lived very separate lives and I need my boys to get back together because they're just so great together. I mean, it's a very toxic relationship, but it's entertaining to watch. Yeah. It's, and uh, yeah, they didn't make us wait very long and he just showed up like he, like he likes to do. Yeah. He just showed up and he was like, hey, I'm going to need you to explain this to me. Right. Because it's He's, not okay. Exactly. And, yeah, Bucky, just, Bucky is not happy in. about the shield being handed over. He's very very irate about it. It, it it's a calm irate which is once again very scary that he can be just so mad about That's this Bucky's and he's go to yeah he's just flatline he's just why did you hand over the shield and sam sam actually yeah he, that's the assassin training maybe sam seems a little bit more um a little bit more kind of like set set in his ways. Like I, I think I might have been wrong. Maybe Sam did actually willingly hand over the shield, thinking that he was doing the right thing. Um, I also kind of personally think that he, it was more the factor of like he just didn't feel, um, like he could feel fill that fill the spot. Um, and I also, I thought that Bucky was jealous of Sam. I thought that Bucky was um was more like I should be the next Captain America. I feel the feel the inquirements uh better than you. I'm a super soldier, blah blah blah. But I once again I was wrong about that too. Like Bucky has other issues that he's dealing with and he's coping with and we'll get more on that later. Um but the the reunion is almost cut short because Falcon's on his way out the door on a mission to go after our uh our good new friends the flag smashers which uh, they really should look into maybe name. doing a rebrand because that's not a great, great name. It just it doesn't roll off the tongue. Um, so Bucky, being Bucky and being being the guy that he is, decides, you know what? No, I'm going on this mission with you. Whether you like it or not, I'm, I'm heading out. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know who to like more. I don't know if I'm Falcon. I don't know if I'm Winter Soldier. We They end up going to what? like a, It was like a warehouse or something where they find them. And uh, we get our first look that there's not just one super-powered individual in this group, but it seems that the whole freaking group is that of, I would, I'll, I'll just come out and say it, super-soldier-powered individuals. And Yeah, we got a gaggle of super-soldiers. Yeah, it kind of feels like that whole uh one time thing with Steve is a complete bullshit lie because it seems that this uh super soldier answer is more readily available than you know we we thought originally uh, whether it be from like the Cree blood that we see winter soldier take in civil war from Howard uh in the suitcase from his car before he you know 
Uh, or if they actually reproduced the formula that created Steve Rogers into Captain America. Um, so the back and forth in the factory or the warehouse, whatever they're in, holy crap. Like, I thought I thought the beginning where they first uh, meet up was good, and then it just, like, went up a whole nother level. Like, the bickering of, like, my way's better, your way's better, I'm doing things this way. You're doing things that way. I was like, I'm going to love this show so much because of this aspect alone. It's going to be so good. <laughs> and, it's uh, like watching, it's like watching your parents trying to do the same task. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Like they're both just critiquing the crap out of each other <laughs> and wanting to do things their way and yeah. being so stubborn and refusing to concede to either. It's, it's great. It's just great. Well, yeah, that's that that is yeah. totally the dynamic there. You nailed that on the head for sure. And I can't wait to sit down with Janelle on the next episode and say, "So who are you, Bucky or Sam?" Because we fit this dynamic. <laughs> Sam's more of that like edgier I have knowledge where you don't kind of thing where Bucky's just like I just I want to help. Like, I, I can't sit on the couch anymore. Like, I need to get back in here. It's the only way that I can, like, take my mind off of, like, all the shit that I did. <laughs> um, yeah. He's he's mostly action with minimal strategy. Yes. Yes. And that's, that's my favorite character. The Leroy Jenkins of the group. Just running in. Yep. Not thinking out anything first. Just <laughs> Leroy Jenkins. That's correct. <laughs> Just jumping in, which is very funny because in their initial flight out to Munich, that's exactly what Sam's doing, or at least playing at. Yeah. Because he's like, I don't have a plan. I'm just going, and you're not invited. So, <laughs> yeah, Bucky yeah. gets a taste of his own medicine. Uh-huh. Yep, it was good. Um, so they decide they're going to they're gonna tail these guys, see where they're going, which leads us to our number three moment, uh, which we're calling Road Rage. Uh, we get a stellar action-packed um, fight scene on top of two semi-trucks filled with vaccines that these people, these these uh, super soldier Antifa-type people have stolen. And w- our heroes don't do too well. They, they're a little rusty in, in the fight sequence. I don't know if it was the five years off that they both had or what exactly was going on, but... Oh boy, they got they got their asses handed to him. Yeah, they did. Maybe uh, maybe Sam was thrown off from Bucky showing up, and Bucky was just out of practice. Yeah, I don't know, but they both went in thinking they were going to get it, and I'm we're gonna need, we're going to need to pour one out for our boy Red Wing because <laughs> oh, <I> no, <laughs> guys, he's gone. That 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 maybe rude... maybe maybe he'll come back. I don't. That rude four eleven little girl just knee dropped Let's Red not, Wing. Just just because you're short doesn't mean you're always angry. Okay. Sticking uh-huh. for my five one frame. It's but not she, true. She just grabs it and just breaks it over her knee like like yesterday's toy. It was yeah, it was obnoxious. It. I said I hate you, small little lady. I hate you so much right now. I'm That's hoping my that he he somehow least gets favorite character in this series so far. What was that? 
it's sec- it's my second least favorite character in the series so far. <laughs> um, I'll give you I, a guess at what number one is. There's no there's no way that he's going through the rest of this series without like Red Wing 2.0. You can't. You can't. No. And we found out he's he's government and Red Wing was was now government property. So maybe Sam's gonna build a uh, a rogue Red Wing. I kinda. That they can't track. And I have he's a hunch. Like, go side agent. I have a hunch that that Sam won't, but I think uh, his new buddy uh, Torres, Tor- Toros, Torres, Torres, Maybe. Torres. He's gonna build a new Red Wing because he's kind of he's he's a little tech savvy and he he's really interested when Sam is working on it on the table uh, in that little bodega type type setting. Uh, in That's the first true. Episode. So I'm, I'm hoping that happens because like... You're, I think you're onto something there. Yeah. I, I, I like that kind of like a rookie base character. And I would like to, for him to be a little bit more incorporated in with what Sam's doing and, and, and the work he's doing. Um, but, you know, mid, mid fight, our, 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 our buddies aren't, they're not doing too well in it. And who decides they're going to show up? But Kmart Cap and his, his, his partner, which is named Battlestar. What did you get me? Did I you have the same did, reaction as Bucky? Did you I'd rather walk? Right. Yeah, out stop of this. the car. Um, <laughs> like, did you just decide like, let's drop the Galactica and just keep Battlestar. And like, that's a good code name. Like that's a badass code name, bro. Badass code name, bro. Battlestar. And you have a star on your shield. Like that's perfect. I tell you what, the one thing that they need to work on with these Marvel series is the naming of things. We've got the blip <laughs> and Battlestar. Yeah. And Flag Smashers. Yeah. The flag all right, Flag Smashers so and Battlestar. Workshop those a little more. I'm totally with you on like I I'm not a fan of either of those names. I do enjoy it being called the blip though. Because it's such a monumental thing that happened. Like it's it was earth shattering and it has this goofy freaking name like the blip <laughs> not 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 the snapping not not you know days of future past none of that crap like it the blip like a high schooler was sitting in on a round table at the government and just said it and they're like yeah that's good we'll call it that that'll be the code name for it yeah we'll go with it um but yeah so the you know those two Jackoffs, they show up uh, acting like the the new new kids on the block at work that you know are full of spunk and you know oh this is so cool I'm just happy to be here and I'm just sitting there as like I don't know if it's I think it's the old age and it's kicking in where I'm just like goddamn kids and you stupid positive attitudes and I'm just like you're so annoying like you're so smug and you're so disgusting and you you. You were literally standing in front of like two of probably the most stand-up Avengers and you're acting like you've been doing this for years. Like, who are you? Who are you and who do you think you are? Because you ain't crap, kid. Take a seat. I'm done with it. I'm done with them. Annoying. Done. I'm done with this. Done with it. Yeah. It's it's very and and I think that's why he's number one on my list of least liked characters so far. It's because he just shows up thinking that he has all the answers and he has the perfect way to do things and it's perfect when, and he thinks he's like, 
God's gift to earth when yeah. it's not true. I mean, shoot, he let all the people get away anyway. I know. So, right? And he got, he for got nothing. Thrown, he it got was thrown all into for a nothing. car. He got thrown into a car, too. Yeah. It's just, I don't also, know. Also, let's talk about how much financial damage the Avengers <laughs> and their cohorts do That's when not. they show up anywhere. <laughs> but what's okay? So here's There's gotta here, be a government budget just for them. Okay, so before in game, Tony Stark, I'm assuming, probably fit, footed the bill for most of the destruction because he's the billionaire of the group. Who's fronting that bill now? Like, is there an actual government exactly. implemented? implemented um, budget for like superhero damage because those poor kids in those in that escort, it's done. Windshield's gone, hoods dented up, engine blocks probably cracked, and nothing, and nothing. That They're, that boy is totaled. Yeah, it was totaled. We 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 get through our our heavy hitter of a action sequence and we kind of get some more trade-off between the new cap and uh sam and bucky and you can you're you're really getting that sense of the feeling that sam and bucky they they want nothing to do with this guy and they're trying to be nice about it well bucky's not so much but like sam's trying to be respectful about it and but you can totally tell like they're just like dude do you have any idea like the situation that you're putting yourself in right now. Like we were Steve's best friends and you're standing here in front of us holding a shield dressed like him and like trying to replace him, even though you're saying you don't want to replace him, but you do, you do. You want the Steve Rogers life. Oh God, God. I just, I, I see his face and I just start to rage inside of myself because it's just like, that douchebag doesn't deserve to carry that shield. He does not deserve it. And it <laughs> makes me so angry, um, which he's doing his job. Yeah, he's doing it's... his job beautifully. Bucky and Sam, they, they leave that whole ordeal. And they're flying back. And uh, Bucky pretty much tells Sam, hey, you know, I, I got somebody, somebody you should meet. And they end up going to um, a little like a kind of, I would say upper we'll say east side detroit looking area if you're from it's the baltimore. area it's baltimore you say baltimore it's yeah baltimore. oh yeah it was baltimore wasn't it um it's baltimore yeah where, it's classic baltimore where uh we get into a really even more awkward situation bucky takes sam to meet another super soldier apparently which jesus christ like there's a lot of super soldiers um, who he They're got into out. it, uh, was it Vietnam? I don't remember what war he said he got into it with him. Uh, but he, he went head to head with this other Captain America, um, specimen. And I don't know why he decided it was a good idea to take Sam there. It didn't really play out for them, but, uh. So I think here's my theory around the whole thing. So this secret super soldier, Isaiah, we find out that Bucky ran into him before. And then we find out that this super soldier was arrested, had experiments performed on him and had his blood drawn that stuck in my head. Uh, Maybe yeah. 
that was pulled by U.S. government, whatever government, and that is where all these super soldiers are coming from. They've pulled out of his DNA from his blood um, the information that they need to replicate the super soldier serum. That is a really good theory. That's a... that's another so very maybe that's solid why theory. we've been introduced. Yeah, because like, so we'll the, see. But the rule, the rule of film is that uh, there's never a shot that doesn't mean something, unless you're watching a Zack Snyder film. Then there's a bunch of shots that don't mean shit. Just he just shot them because of <laughs> four cool. hours. Of- yeah, four <laughs> hours of it. Um, if you haven't checked that out, we'll link it right up there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like they introduced this character. The whole scenario is very short-lived, very high-tensioned. Like, he's he's saying, you know, he's telling Bucky, and he's having this, like, kind of emotional riff that, you know, even, you know, even your people weren't done with me yet. Later, we find out he's ta- actually talking about Hydra. It's not a race thing. And I was like, oh, that makes a little bit more sense. Like, I, I could see it going both ways, but he was talking about Hydra. Um, and Sam... Dude, they leave the house and Sam gets hot. Like he's he's mad that nobody has brought this guy up before, and he's going off. And then all of a sudden, dude, I think you were wrong, man. I think Disney's gonna really hit this whole race thing like super hard through this whole series because we we get a cop pulling up on Sam and Bucky, and those two cops totally racially profiled Sam, and like was like. Sir, is this is this guy bothering you? And I'm like, oh hell no, you are not doing this. Yeah, to who- I got real mad. It was ridiculous. real mad instantaneously. And then, oh, of course, as soon as Sam of all people, and then they're like, oh, 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 wait, no, it's ooh. wait, hold on, guy, it's oh, it's it's Sam. It's sor- oh, sorry, you welcome. Ridiculous one. <laughs> Why did you make that assumption? Bucky I, was yelling too, all right? Yeah. Yeah. Both and getting Bucky, aggressive and you're going to go after Sam. And Bucky has a has a gonna, metal gonna, arm. Who's who's more threatening? A guy with a metal arm or well, I guess, you know, to them it was the other one. Um, but Bucky is a up, whole and this is like a 45-minute tangent podcast. That I we know. Can go on on that yeah. one, but <laughs> it's, it's it's very true. I think we both will uh just completely lose track but uh ends up at, at the end of this whole ordeal the the polite cops turn to bucky and say there's a warrant out for your arrest you you skipped your therapy session it's basically like not checking in with your parole officer and bucky which by the way uh they handcuff the winter soldier and i couldn't help but chuckle at the fact that yeah. they handcuffed oh. him like and, well, oh how the turntables <laughs> so Here's the thing. The white guy got arrested. I know. And Bucky allows them <laughs> to handcuff them. When knowingly, everybody knows Bucky could just break those handcuffs in two seconds. But like, that's how, that's how stand up of a dude Bucky Barnes is, is like, he's like, okay, you know what? This is an illusion of safety for you. Handcuff me. That's fine. And he gets in and which takes us to our number four moment and, I think I'm going to start this as my favorite moment is a uh, couple's therapy with Sam and Bucky and holy crap. Oh, if that dynamic just couldn't get any better, we have, we have a therapy session that is forced upon him by uh, Bucky's th- uh, therapist, which by the way, I would pay that lady to be my therapist any day because 
the non-passive aggressive and kind of like military background where she just yells at Bucky and stuff is fantastic. Like, because oh, so many times the, the, ther- the therapist is like, so how did that make you feel? And she's just like, cut your bullshit. Like, I know, you, no, you, you can, you be straight with me. And it's just like, if I needed a therapist, I'm pretty sure you'd be the lady. Like, yeah, you're the one that I need is, is what I'm trying to say. Um, but God, the back and forth in this scene again was just, uh, it had me laughing the whole, the whole time. Even on my second watch, I still think I missed things in this, uh, in this scene because I was continuously just laughing at the, uh, at the back and forth. I definitely did. This is a scene that I re rewound and watched a few times because the, the bit that Bucky goes on his whole like tirade of why he's so mad at Sam and going into that and the character, um, and why, you know, Steve chose Sam to take up the mantle and, and all this other stuff and how, oh, it just wrenches my heart out every time as it's so sick as you see Bucky just like letting loose. Yeah. And, and well, finally being like, listen, I understand. Like, I'm not the guy. Steve knew that you're the guy and you just threw it away. What are you doing? Yeah. So, yeah, it's oh, it gets it, me. It was literally from like moment one of that tirade of his to the end. My my heart felt like it was just being twisted because like, I don't I don't know, like I, I don't know on what level. I can't explain it currently, but I, I felt that like, I was like, man, like he is sitting across from the guy that like Steve chose him, his best friend chose him to take up the mantle. And then this dude just hands it over because he doesn't want it. And I'm just sitting there and going, man, Bucky's so mad. But then it kind of just like, it's going, it's going. And then it just takes this sharp left and it's not about the shield at all. It's it. He says, he says, what if, what if, uh, what if Steve was wrong about you? What if you weren't the person to take the mantle up? And does that mean Steve was wrong about me? Am I not a good person anymore? Like he doesn't go that far. Like I'm, I'm, I'm ad living here and I'm just like, Oh no, like this is nothing about the shield. This is about your own redemption and you not thinking you're capable of it. No, no, Bucky. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I just, I was Identified just so heart wrenched. With Bucky's imposter syndrome sometimes. Yeah. No, I was so heart-wrenched uh, through that whole thing. Like, it's just, I, there was this tension on the on the main clavicle of my of my heart. And I was like, dude, ouch. Like, I feel for you, man. Like, I, I don't know how you hit this button, but there's something inside me that I'm just like, I feel for your position right now. And I can't figure out, you know, I'm going to have to do some soul searching after we get done here. Yeah, maybe maybe you can look up um, militarized therapists in your area <laughs> after this and get going on that therapy journey since it seems to be a reoccurring theme in this series. I know. Listen, Doc, <laughs> I need you to watch this scene and then we need to figure out why I relate so hard to it. Um, exactly. Just play it and be like, you know, here's my thoughts of the last week. Just play that. And then I'm here's sure you'll get a lot out of it. We... we we get the therapy and it doesn't end well. It seems like Sam really kind of cuts, cuts it, cuts it short, basically says, you know what, let's go out here. Let's do what we need to do. And then we can part ways. I don't, I don't ever want to see you again. And I'm just like, I think you're lying, but they end up leaving the room. 
And Bucky, dude, he turns to the the therapist and he he's like, "What was rule two again?" And she tells him, "You know, don't hurt anybody." And it looked like the the look on his face says, "Yep, that rule's gone. That's not gonna happen." And I'm like, and I was I was like, I don't know where this is going. If it's gonna take Bucky down like a really dark road where he like lets the Winter Soldier ride again. But I don't know, man. I'm I'm worried about Bucky. Like I'm worried really badly about Bucky. <laughs> yeah. I mean, see, I thought it it was a twofold thing. I said, Oh no, Bucky's gonna hurt some people. But yeah. then I also said, Wait, Bucky just hurt himself in that therapy session. Oh yeah. And it yeah. reopened the wound of my heart all over again. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I I have a feeling that I'm gonna be feeling a lot for Bucky. Um, that dude has been through the trenches and it's just one of those things like I never even kind of even thought about it. Uh, moving on to, uh, moment number five in, in the episode, which we are calling, uh, catching a late flight. Basically we see our, uh, friendly neighborhood activists loading up a small bodied aircraft with the vaccines in which they took, um, and we find out uh, a little bit earlier that there is somebody that's not very happy with their activities so much so that he said that he was going to kill them. And we end up seeing them start to kind of freak out almost immediately as the scene hits in and says that somebody called the uh, power broker is on their way and they need to get out of there right away. Now, the power broker, when I first heard it, I was like, ah, it's probably Zemo. Like, I'm 100% Zemo. And uh, one of the guys ends up staying back. This dude, he's like, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll hold him back. You held him back for like a whole five seconds. Like, I don't even know how. Yeah, there's just this like an envoy of vehicles who you fully know are loaded with semi-automatic rifles and stuff I would and go he's like automatic. yeah Full I got auto. him even though even though you have a super soldier serum you're not bulletproof my dude alright oh, not even Quicksilver it's, was bulletproof come on now <laughs> no that <sighs> and we we really don't get anything out of this other than the factor that there's some guy called the power broker Anybody who like knows half a wit about this, like I, I'm, I'm assuming that you would think it would be Zemo. Um, so they end up getting out of there, except for the one guy. He's dead now. He just got riddled with bolts. You know, knocked over a lamp post. It wasn't anything super exciting. Um, then we 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 check back in as as Bucky and Sam are leaving the police department uh, and meet up with our. Lovely pal, John Walker, U.S. agent, new cap, whatever you want to call him. And uh, he is being overly snarky because he's the reason that Bucky got out of you know jail. And he made sure to flaunt that. And then he started to act like, you know, he was their commanding officer. And that scene, whew, that scene, I wanted to punch that guy straight in the, straight in the face. And they start exchanging information back and forth outside of the police department about the situation with um, 
the flag smashers and all that stuff. And he says something about, you know, it, it would be, you know, a good idea to work together. And I'm, I'm like, I don't really see where he's wrong on that. And Bucky's like, nope, nah, not working with you. I don't like you. And Sam being more the level headed of the two, he's like, yeah, well, it's, you know, he's kind of right. He has information, blah, blah, blah. But we're free agents. You have, you know, government ties, which means you have rules that you have to follow. We're a bit, little bit more loosey goosey. So I think it wouldn't be very, very smart to be working with you. And then this douche, this twat has to have the final word. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, oh my God. And he says, well, one more thing, stay out of my way. And I'm like, I want Bucky to rip your arm off so bad that I'm going to laugh when it happens. Oh, as if, as if he would even know about any of this situation, if it weren't for Sam or Bucky. Right. Because they trapped them. They. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him so much. He's such a. Ugh. Ugh. Ow. Ow. Blech. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, he is he the worst. He is he is snarky as all like I just no. He's not even a good snarky. He's not that fun witty snarky that like you know, you'd be like, Oh, that's just that's just that guy. He's just, you know, kidding around. He's smug. Um with everything that was happening towards the end of the the thing, real quick, I feel that the flag smashers are gonna be more of like a misunderstood hero where like they they're using their powers for good because obviously they're taking these vaccines to people that like weren't part of the blip, but because the government is prioritizing people that have come back from the blip, these people are forgotten about. So I feel like it's that weird gray area where like, they're not good, but they're not bad. They're more of the good side of the coin. Um, have you given that any thought or no? Maybe. I'm kind of waiting to see a little bit more information about what they are taking. Is it a vaccine? Is it additional super soldiers? Like, what What yeah. exactly are the transports? Yeah. yeah. That's... And if it is a vaccine, because their whole, their whole message is, like, we need, I mean, it's kind of communism, right? It's, we got to dismantle the system so that we can spread out the resources to all the people. Right. Well, you know, what? what is it? One... Whoa. What is their slogan? They said it a one million world. times and I keep forgetting it. Whatever it is, it's ba- yeah. one yeah, they, world, one people. They, is that what yeah, it is? I think yeah, I think it was something like that. They chanted it like twice and we still can't remember it. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. it's not catchy enough. It smells a little bit of communism. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of communism, maybe a little bit of fascism. I'm not a super fan of what they're trying to do, <laughs> but I get the motivation for it. People, you know, should have equal access to stuff. Yeah. Cool, yeah. maybe. We'll see how it goes. Right now, I'm skeptical We'll see. Uh-huh. And uh, to reach know. to reach the end of this episode, um, Bucky and Sam, they're walking away, and he brings up, you know, how, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, the the super soldier, super soldier guy they went to go see. Um, Isaiah? Isaiah. 
Why do I keep Isaiah, saying Ezra? Every time. Every time. Every time. I don't know. You're making it more complicated than it is. I know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in Thor world. I think. Like it feels like a Thor and name. Apparently. Um. And so they're talking about that whole incident, and he brings up the factor you said you people, and Sam thinks he's about to go, you know, racial with it. And he goes, no, no, like he's talking about Hydra. Hydra used to be my people. He goes, so we need to go talk to somebody. And like sitting there being engulfed in the show, at first I go, who, who are we, who are we gonna talk to? Who are you gonna go to the Soul Stone? Talk to, talk to Red Skull? Who, who are we talking to? And then, of course, like Sam points out the obvious that wasn't so obvious to me at that moment was, so we're going to go talk to Zemo. Like, you think this is a good idea? You want to do this? And Bucky's like, no, I don't want to do it, but he knows all of Hydra's secrets. So maybe we should. And uh, we 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 get an audio transition of a Requiem playing and... I, I I don't think there was any better way to like bring Zemo into the fold of things other than just this requiem and this pan shot down a a uh, hallway of a penitentiary and you just see Zemo with like one key light not even keyed on him just slightly just giving you that silhouette of him and he's sitting there and it's almost like he he senses it because he shoot he he looks up and then boom end of the episode and it's been a while when the episode ended i went what no 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 we were just getting there <laughs> and I was That's, like, you know it's the downside to these series it feels like you know they finally just start like you just start getting into it they get to a really really good point in the storyline and you're like I am ready for another hour of this. Let's go full on Marvel film. <laughs> yeah, cut it off at forty minutes, and you just I want know. to flip a table. It's, They're uh, good. They get you. They want you to come back. They want you to subscribe to Disney Plus, and they want you to come back every week. You can't binge it. It's ugh. They got me. Moving on uh, to the episode MVP. Now, before we started, I said I wasn't going to tell you because I want your full reaction. This. Episode two, MVP, is John Walker, U.S. agent, Kmart cap. And why? Because that dude, for me, stole the episode because I hated him so unbelievably much. And he hasn't even done anything huge. It's just his personality. And that is your episode two, MVP. All right, I'm going to recommend a follow-up MVP <laughs> as a, a runner-up, you may say. My MVP is Bucky's tearaway sleeve. Let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> MVP runner-up. <laughs> the most beautiful fashion choice of the ages. The, the per- tearaway the, Winter Soldier sleeve. The perfect tearaway sleeve. Like, no one could have you tore that Chippendale's more You Chippendale's pants. <laughs> <laughs> But that'll do it for our uh, episode two recap. Christy, is there anything else you want to add? Did I skip anything that maybe you wanted to talk about? (sighs) No, we hit it all. And uh, I'm going to tell you guys, buckle up, baby. Zemo's back. I know. I'm so excited to see what we get with with Zemo in the follow-up episodes. Uh, That guy can read 
an amazing monologue. I can't remember his name right now, but he his reading of monologues is so immensely amazing. Like Inglorious Bastards, Civil War. Every time that dude delivers something, it's just like everybody listens because he's I don't know. He has some weird superpower himself. I think that'll do it for this recap. Uh, Thank you guys out there in TV land for watching. If you haven't yet, make sure you hit that subscribe button, bell for notifications, all that good stuff. Make sure to follow us on social media. Uh, Hurry up, go get your uh, Team Sam and Team Bucky shirts over at our Teespring. Links in the description below. And until next week, I'll see you guys later, Christy. Thank you for joining me once again. Hopefully I can hook you for episode three. No problem. I'll see you guys later. Bye-bye.